welcome to episode seven of the Restoring Human podcast. I'm Jarek Bakken. I'm Dr. Alex Arguello. And today we are here live. I don't know. We're always, it's always live. We're always doing it at some point. But we are on site at uh, CrossFit Bond, um, home of, I don't know, what's the name of this competition today? Wad Royale. Yeah, Wad Royale. Uh, we are here to compete in a CrossFit competition today, and we thought, what better day to cover the topic of why we do CrossFit? I've been talking a lot about movement, um, and not only just exercise, but just movement in general. The body is made to do certain things, to live in a certain way, um, and one of the main ways that we have chosen to do that is through participating in crossfit so we're yeah gonna today's gonna be uh, a good day i'm excited about it um not only are we competing in <clears throat> something that we both love to do but i got something in my throat here <clears throat> i'll take this time to mention that we're once again brought to you by great river family chiropractic go to great slash restoring human Got a bug in my eye. Oh, there's all kinds of competitions. That was, uh, well, that's what I was going to say is not only am I excited about, you know, the competition that we're going to do because I love competition and I, I love doing CrossFit. And, um, but we're, this is our first outdoor podcast. Yeah. Episode seven, special number seven. Lucky number so, seven. Wow. Yeah, we're going to have lots of things bugs flying in our eyes, stuff getting in our throat. Yeah. No, all right, uh, but for real, once again, brought to you by Great River Family Chiropractic. Um, worth noting this week, uh, Alex has a special event coming up next Monday, May 22nd, 2017. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that event? Yeah, so it'll be at Granite City. Um, it's just a, a special invite event. Um, how you get specially invited is you sign up for it, but... Uh, what we're looking for this time, so I've been doing these dinners for the past few months and really just kind of sharing people what I do at the office and why um, it's important to be thinking about um, your spine and nervous system and, and then communicating how I would be able to help them. Um, kind of doing a more focused event this time and speaking to just raising healthy families, raising healthy kids and, and how what I do and the philosophy on health that I have could help um, families potentially, I guess, make it easier, make it more simple for them to, to do that because that can be that can be tough, and there's a lot of decisions that need to be made. So if I can just help them by sharing with them my philosophy on health, that's the that's what we're trying to do that night. Yeah, if that is, uh, if that sounds interesting to you, if you'd like to participate in that, just get a hold of us any way that works best for you. You can message us on Facebook. You can go find Great River Family Chiropractic on Facebook, send a message there. Um, if you are in our target demo and have seen Alex's face in your news feed, just click the link in there. Yeah. Uh, it w however works best for you. Um, get a hold of us and we'll get you rock and rolling for that free dinner. Like, if nothing else, you'll get fed. Real food. Real food. Amen. Real food. Uh, coffee in hand. We're ready to roll. Let's do it. A good place to start, I think a good place to start at least, um, would be tackling the question simply, what is CrossFit? Okay. So obviously, well, maybe not so obviously, it's a it's a workout regimen, I guess, would be the most basic uh, 
way to describe it if you've literally never heard of it before. Um, but CrossFit has kind of their own definition of, let's see if I get this in the right order, constantly varied functional movement performed at high intensity. What is that jargon? <laughs> That's a lot of jargon. Right? That's a lot of jargon. Um, I think it's a, a simple, I guess, easy to remember way of explaining how people used to move, really. Um, and again, there was, you talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I think, how um, exercise was kind of always been around as sport. Um, and CrossFit's turned into a sport. Um, really, that's what we're going to be doing today. But just the, the, I guess, the methodology behind CrossFit, it's just kind of, looking, okay, how is a human supposed to move? How is he supposed to move in a way that would make them the most metabolically healthy? Um, and what's going to be best for them functionally in everyday life, right? Yeah. So that's the type of movements that, that happen. And they realize if you can do them at, at high intensity and you can change them frequently, you are going to be able to perform better as a human. So yeah, right in alignment with what we're, what we're, what we're trying to share with people. For sure. So I've got, I think the first thing to hit there is that, that functional movement. That's kind of the base, the what are you actually doing? And then the other two parts are just kind of how you do those in practice. So I've got my uh, notes here from the CrossFit Level 1 seminar. So this is like legit, like I can actually call this, you know, CrossFit branded yeah. information. And let people know that's how you got your Level 1 surge because you cheated and took your notes to the test. No. That's how dude, you passed it. They don't let you do that. <laughs> I will say that's how I got this sweet T-shirt, though. <laughs> uh, anyway, so functional movement, like describing words for that, natural, uh, essential to living. They're safe. Um, they're compound. Um, they, let's see here. The big, big note here is functional movements move large loads long distances quickly. So it's basically how we can use our bodies to accomplish tasks in the most efficient way possible. That's kind of how we define functional movement. And so then taking constantly varied and high intensity, that's kind of how those things are played out in practice. Constantly varied. Stuff's never the same. I mean, we've got some things that we call like benchmark workouts where you might test and retest and see kind of over time if you improve, but day to day, it's not like Monday's leg day, you know, Tuesday's chest and tries type right. of stuff. Right. Uh, and then high intensity stuff is either performed for a max load, a doing a set amount of work in the quickest amount of time possible, or having a time domain set and then doing as much work as you can within that time. So everything has uh, a component in it that will create that high intensity piece. Yeah. I mean, I guess something that is the same as we're, it's the functional movement part, right? It's trying to stick to movements that are functional, that the body's going to be doing in life. And, but we just figure out different ways to do them, right? We're changing the, 
um, how long we're doing those. We're changing the difficulty in doing those movements. We're changing the weight, be, you know, that we're using with those movements. Yeah. The intensity with those movements, all that stuff is is what the varied part is. Um, and again, I think that that's. I mean, when I was thinking about what we're going to talk about, I feel like this is one of the best times to emphasize um, how we're trying to marry these two concepts of there was a way humans used to live and that's what how they were they lived was why they were healthy but then we also have all this development of technology and research and figuring out more about the body we can bring these two things together right the people didn't used to do crossfit thousands of years ago right but they did functional movements and they would do them all the time Um, so what we've learned through research and just studying how somebody, what happens to the body when somebody's exercising in various ways and how it actually benefits the body. Um, now we can say, okay, well, this is the, what we feel like is the best way to, to exercise. Yeah. And for sure, like we've both done other types of training and working out and stuff. And for one reason or another, we have landed here you know we kind of see the science that actually has been put behind this stuff and the method to the madness so to speak and really see a lot of value in it i would say for me for sure yeah yeah and that's kind of how things work i mean again you could be we talk about food we talk about sleep we talk about all these other things and you could wait until you know everything about food to do it or you could wait until you know all the science behind um sleeping before you you try to sleep well um or you could just do it and then as you're doing it and you see benefits of it now you're going to start to learn more benefits of it and that's going to continue to motivate you to want to do this and i think that that's that's what's happened with us i mean i didn't i didn't know anything about crossfit when i started yeah it It was it was fun i mean we'll get into kind of why we do it more a little bit later but now that I'm in it and it's been something that I've enjoyed, well, now I am going to start seeking out the research. Yeah. Of why is, should I be doing, continuing to do this? Cause this is fun. I hope it's good. Right. <laughs> and then we, you do find out that it's good. So, yeah. So let's just go there right now. So I guess my story a little bit, I've shared, you know, on episode one, my audio was terrible. So I'll tell a little bit of it again. Uh, like at the base of it at, you know, Alex saying kind of at the beginning, like for me, this was the first thing that I did that, hey, it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a lot, like, there's a lot of value in that. Uh, like, I was overweight. I've tried some other things, you know, in the, like, yeah, I grew up playing sports. I spent some time in the weight room and stuff. Like, none of that was super regimented. But, like, after that, after I, you know, realized that I'm overweight, need to do something about it. Understand that exercise is a piece of that. Um, like things I've, I mean, I, I've tried P90X and like, uh, what's the, some of the other video things. Um, Hip hop abs. No, oh, actually Jill has that. <laughs> uh, no, there's another one that it's more, more like higher intensity. Insanity. Insanity. Yeah. Uh, and like that stuff's kind of fun for like a couple weeks, but then it's just like, the motivation to keep doing that on your own at home with the TV, besides the fact that it's just weird, uh, it, it just dies off. But I 
started CrossFit, and I don't like I've I've never missed working out in a week for the past three almost four years now yeah and those other things i mean still there's really good things about them right right um, it's yeah it's not it's not that like something bad is happening there and something good is happening here it's like there's a massive massive behavior piece that i think like crossfit is really nailed and we can talk about some of those reasons but like it, it i think it's spot on yeah and again you know we're we're doing this show to show you how we this movement part of being a human, the exercise part, this is how we do it. Um, so that's why we're talking about it because if we're talking about everything we talk about is because we want you guys to, to figure out how to implement this lifestyle into your life. Um, we're not saying everybody should do CrossFit. We're saying you should move. We're saying you should figure out a way to get the body exercising on a daily basis. Um, but when I talk to people about exercise all the time, the most difficult thing is not necessarily that they don't know how to do it, not necessarily that they have no history of doing it. It's they just don't stay doing it. They make more other things more important. They put value on other things um, than exercise. So that was the same with us, Mm -hmm. right? Like you just said, you didn't find anything that really worked. Well, I didn't find anything that was fun. I've hated exercise and I started playing football when I was eight years old and I played through college. So through 21 years old and I despised lifting weights all the way through that. I guess I didn't start with weights when I was eight, but I started lifting weights when I was about 14. Maybe some pushups. Maybe some pushups. Um, but I just didn't like it. Um, I was actually really good at distance running when I was a kid. I loved doing the mile, but it was just because I, I could beat everybody and that's what I liked about it. I didn't actually like mm, the running part of some it. Some competition. But that, I started to hate that, mm. right? So even when I was in high school and, and running track, right. I actually quit track because I hated running. You can only do so many time trials. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just like, man, I, I kind of just intuitively knew that we should exercise, I guess maybe because of my athletic background, but I hated it. Yeah. So it it wasn't until I found CrossFit that I that I started to enjoy exercise. So let's talk about some of those things that like make this sustainable. Yeah. CrossFit is primarily uh, a it's it's a kind of a community event. Mm-hmm. So run primarily out of classes at a gym where. You know, there is a coach, an instructor, uh, leading you know groups of anywhere from <laughs> as small as three to upwards of twenty to thirty people, um, day in and day out through constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity. Um, so I think that community piece there is huge. I think the coach piece is very large and not to be overlooked um and there's that competitive aspect of it those three things i think are really big i don't know if you want to hit into all of them but yeah um at some of my workshops that we talked about last week that i do because again i could share information all the time but it doesn't mean people are going to 
to take it and then start to use it in their life. So I try to share mindset stuff of just how are you going to take this information and become the most successful with it. Um, and I try to show this Venn diagram of um, basically you need coaching and teaching. You need um, community or basically doing it with other people. Uh, of course, for accountability, um, but that's, you know, of course, that could come from your coach just saying, hey, are you going to come? But there's something about when other people are doing it, then you're going to be more more apt um, to doing it. Yeah. Um, there's actually been, I think, maybe I've already talked about this um, before, but Dr. Dean Ornish is a, a cardiologist in um, on the West Coast somewhere, and he's the only one that's done a research study that, that's shown that lifestyle can re- can do some things to reverse heart disease and one of the studies that he did is he took people that had already had heart attacks and you know are of course high risk for having another heart attack he took a group of people and said you're in this group of people and we're going to use scare tactics to try to get you to change telling them you're going to die what's going to happen to your family all this different stuff to get these people to change yeah and then they took a group of people that have had a heart attack and they said we're not going to do that to these people we're just going to encourage them we're going to coach them and we're going to put them in a group of people that are also receiving the same thing and the people that were not in the group that were being scared to death were the ones that made all the changes and actually showed the reversal of some of the heart disease damage that that had happened in their bodies none of these people changed crazy so again that's that community aspect of crossfit i think is is huge because i mean the competitive stuff i feel like everybody has some competitive juices but some people don't or at least they're going to suppress them um so well, that might I think, keep them away from... I think most people, though, will fall into one of those two categories. Like yeah. the, uh, there's some like competitive people who don't necessarily need the like community. They are kind of competitive with themselves. It's like, you know, people who are used to the bodybuilding, you know, being in the gym yeah. by themselves. But so like that competition aspect, that's going to, you know, really hit home for a lot of people. But then the people who that doesn't, I think they're the type of person who... You get a bunch of friends together and, yeah, we'll, we'll do this. Right. Yeah. And that was the fun piece for me. You know, again, I, I had to exercise. I had to work out when I was in football, mm-hmm. right? Even though I had teammates that were doing it with me, I just had to do it and I didn't like it. But with this, yeah. it's the community, you know, you, you talk, <laughs> it's so crazy. Like we talk about what the workout is going to be and then we do the workout <laughs> and then we talk about how the so workout silly. went. So it just gives you it's something so to do. Silly. It gives you something to do in community. Um, and then, you know, that competitive thing, you're either competing against yourself on a daily basis and you can see changes that have happened um, and wanting to beat yourself in, in, in what you, with what you're doing in CrossFit. Um, or, of course, you know, friends, people that are your peers, you're competing against them on a daily basis as well. So, um, again, that's what did it for me as far as the fun part, and that's what's kept me in this, I guess, yeah. focusing on this category of movement that we know is so important. Yeah. So now that other point here, the coach. I feel like I'm probably a biased position to be talking about this, <laughs> but uh, I think the coach piece is really, really important because, once again, looking at the you know people who will maybe for the month of January – go by themselves to the gym, kind of fumble around, try some things, maybe grab 
like a program off the internet. Uh, but then once they do that, they're not necessarily sure how to perform those movements, all this different kind of stuff. And four weeks later, they're paying for a gym membership that they don't use. Yeah. Uh, I would say right now I can think of four things and maybe I'll think of more, you can think of more, but the importance of having a coach, when I see people that stop exercising, it's either, it can be from an injury. So if you get injured, you're going to stop exercising. And then again, it's already hard to value it. So you're going to just devalue it even more because you're going to just say, well, I'm just going to get injured doing that. Or maybe you haven't even been injured, but you're like, I don't want to do that because I'm going to be injured. Well, that's why a coach is, is necessary because even though these are functional movements, they're still movements that, especially if they're performed at high intensity, can produce injury if you're not doing them correctly. So yeah. that's the first reason why I would say is it, a coach is, is absolutely vital. The second thing I would say is um, why somebody would, would quit is because they're not seeing changes and they can do something on the TV or they can write their own program and, and maybe even be tracking whether or not they're getting better. But a coach is actually going to the, encourage them yeah. to take it to the next level, to do something that maybe they are in their own mind they can't do. I even notice this in, in CrossFit. Like when I'm in the group and I have either you or another coach that's there um, and kind of just pushing me into doing something that I either don't want to do or don't think I can do. Because if I'm by myself and I do the same workout that's written on the board, even if I'm doing it with other people, I definitely do not push hard enough and I don't get the most out of it. Yeah, okay. So that's, that's, a, that's a second reason for a, for a coach. Um, the third reason, again, would just be accountability because, you know, for some reason there's something about authority figures that keep us doing things. Um, so if somebody sees, again, you or, or one of the other coaches as – an authority figure like they wake up in the morning if they work up wake you know work out in the morning and they're like man it's 5:50. i don't want to go to the six o'clock class i guarantee they think what's jared gonna think i'll, I'll confirm that <laughs> i guarantee it um and, and with crossfit again it's what are well i work out with these people every day so there's somewhat of a almost a responsibility to to be there for them um but yeah there's that piece of it so again all these things that are just going to keep you doing it you know, keep you going. Um, I thought when I was going through that, I was going to think of more, but I've already forgot my fourth reason. No, that's good. I'm, I'm ready to chomp on some of the stuff you just brought up. First, first of all, that point about people thinking about what I am thinking about them totally happens almost every single day. I feel like I shouldn't really reveal this. I have way too many people that I see in the gym every day to be thinking about who's not there. Yeah. I mean, they're like regular people. Like I know they're going to be there every day. Yeah, sure. For those people. But for a lot of people, it's like, I don't have the capacity to be thinking about that. Sure. Um, but I mean, for, yes, for sure. Like if, if it's regular, you know, regular attenders of my certain classes, like there's one right there who hasn't been in the gym at all for like the past two months. But now he's going <laughs> to try to compete. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's good. That's good stuff. Uh, okay. One, one thing you said there that I really want to dive into is, and it kind of opens up another question. So you were saying how being in this environment with either me or another coach or some other people you're working out with, there's like for you where you're getting pushed is that like end of the end of the line, like you might be doing the exact same thing, but 
doing this by yourself, you're not going to be giving the intensity that you give. Like if I'm sitting there yelling at you, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you got one minute to finish all these reps kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It raises the big question of is CrossFit safe? Oh, now the shot's weird because I'm closer to the camera than you are. It makes us look the same height. Nothing wrong with that. I'm okay with that. Did you also notice how you you might not have seen it? I posted a picture last night asking people for questions. We did get one question that I will get to, um, but I strategically chose a picture where we were working out, and it looks appears as though I'm beating you. Nice. <laughs> I hope that happens today. <coughs> it was the last competition we did. Uh, okay. Is CrossFit safe? So, as a coach... I kind of have a bit of a hierarchy for like what I'm looking for in all my athletes. And so kind of the, f- the first thing is to make sure that I'm, I'm pri- prioritizing that movement. I am, <clears throat> I guess I could step back a little bit. I want to make sure that they are moving safely and... Everything, everything we are going to do in the gym, there is a way to, like, there's a proper way that you are supposed to perform it, and it is going to be safe. It's going to be the way that your body was made to take on a certain load or whatever. There is definitely a varying degree of skill that is required for certain things. So it's like with a brand new person, I'm going to take a very low skill thing that can still be done well or poorly, but you know, take them there and make sure that they're doing that well. Then after that comes things like loading and intensity through you know, pushing the time domains and that kind of stuff. So what Alex was saying was this big intensity thing. That's kind of where he's at in his fitness. Like, one of the best things that I can do for him, I know that he moves well. I know that you know he understands loading and how to get stronger and that kind of stuff. But where I want to push him is like kind of to push his capacity to continue to progress. And like that is not how um, the same way I'm treating somebody who they're in week two. Yes, I believe that intensity piece is extremely important, and that's where a lot of the results that you were talking about comes from. But if Alex is holding a 200-pound barbell over his head and trying to squat, intensity means something a lot different for him than somebody I'm trying to get to squat body weight down to a box and stand back up. Those can both be performed at high intensity. It looks wildly different for me to push somebody to go harder on a bodyweight box squat than you with a 200 pound overhead squat yeah so what i'm hearing you say is we're talking about coaching why it's important so you need to have a good coach if, if this is something you're going to be doing and i would say not even let's say you don't you're not going to do crossfit Whatever you're going to do, I would say you need a good coach for those same reasons. You need to be preventing injury. You need to learn the movements well. You need to 
again, do the, do the things safely and be able to do them at an intensity level that's going to cause the physiologic, the positive physiological effects in your body that, that we know are going to come from, from good exercise. Yeah. Yeah. So bring it back to our initial question, why we do CrossFit, the way that CrossFit handles that, I think is really well. So like there is a big requirement for you to even like put your CrossFit name on your gym and like there's a big requirement to actually call yourself a CrossFit trainer like they as a brand as a business want to make sure that their name is like being upheld in the best way possible are there people who are going to you know bastardize that absolutely but like this is america folks that's gonna happen <laughs> like that you know capitalism like it, it that's that's how it works yes this company definitely believes in that but uh yeah 100 percent. yeah that fourth thing that i was talking about with the coach um of why people don't exercise and why a coach would be good for that is people just don't know what to do like they might know yeah. okay i know how to deadlift i know how to squat i know how to press but how do i actually put that into a workout on a daily basis sure. and how do I make sure that I'm doing different stuff so that improvements are happening? So that's something that CrossFit does for you. If you go to a gym, they're doing it for you. But even if you didn't go to a gym, they have just on their website a, a workout of the day that you could get your programming. You could get, okay, what am I going to do on a daily basis, weekly basis to, yeah. to make sure I'm staying in this? Yep, for sure. For sure. Okay. Uh, where else do you want to go with this? You got some How much time we have? I guess I would just kind of, so we can get into maybe the, so we talked about it's functional movements, right? That, so that's how we should exercise because that's what's going to be the best for the human being. We want to be doing stuff in our exercise programs, um, that are going to improve your body's ability to just function in everyday life. So that's the importance of it. And if that's going to happen, you have to do them at intensity. Um, and you have to do a lot of different varied movements. So that's, again, the whole CrossFit thing. Um, but then there's also this coaching, like good coaches that are focused on your safety, that are focused on your improvement, that are focused on being able to, to do that in the most efficient, effective way possible. That's also there. Then there's this community aspect of CrossFit that keeps people in it. Um, so there's just all these, these benefits, but why do we feel like from a, from, I guess, from a health standpoint that this could also be beneficial? Um, and I'll say, I, I guess I'll um, pre-frame that with saying just like anything, any type of exercise, this way of exercising could, could also be bad for your health. Absolutely. Um, but w- we kind of feel like it's set up in a way, again, back to that, if you have a good coach, you have some good programming, then it, it's, it's going to be perfect for your health. Um, something happens with so we know, we talked about a few weeks ago, just walking 30 minutes a day and how it helps with heart disease and cancers and, and even something down as like gallbladder, strengthening your immune system, all that stuff is there. If you're just doing that kind of low intensity, long duration exercise. Yeah. But again, back to what we've been able to do with research and just learning more about the body, we found that doing something of higher intensity and doing it for short amount of times is even more powerful for your body. So let's just talk about our metabolic health, so hormones, right? 
So the probably, probably the primary hormone that if it's if there's going to be negative hormone function, it typically starts with insulin. Um, now that comes from diet and stuff too, but when we're talking specifically about exercise, the more insulin sensitive you are, as opposed to insulin resistant. So like an Olympic athlete's going to be very insulin sensitive. A type two diabetic's going to be very insulin resistant. We're of course hopefully neither one of those things. If we are that the latter, then we want to try to move away from that. Mm-hmm. Or most of us aren't going to be Olympic level athletes, but we want to try to be closer to him or her than as opposed to a, a type two diabetic. So we want to be more insulin sensitive. Well, that comes from exercising in a way that's going to produce more muscle. It comes from exercising in a way that's going to increase your oxygen carrying capacity. So all of the things that we would get from a high-intensity, constantly varied functional movements like a CrossFit are going to improve you metabolically. They're going to make you more insulin sensitive, which is then going to make you prevent heart disease, cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, dementia, all the, the stuff that we don't want to have. Again, that chronic disease that's devastating our planet. Being more insulin sensitive is going to make that happen. CrossFit gives you that. You look like you're wanting to say something. No, I, I'm just laughing because in my head, like... You're, I love hearing you talk about this stuff, and I think, like, for people who are dealing with certain things like diabetes and you know different issues, like this is kind of the, the what like, you made a comment a couple weeks ago about like this head knowledge, that, uh, really like this is what's truly addressing people's problems, but. Like, I'm hearing you say this, and I'm like, that's not motivating to people. And it gets back to, like, the type of stuff we talked about at the beginning. It's like, this is a, this is a behavior thing. And that's, like, the, the, what has got us into this and kept us doing this and, you know, made this sustainable. And yeah, all it's this stuff. so good. Well, th- that's what I was thinking the entire time with the intensity. Like, um, some people think, well, it's just all intensity is going to do for you is just make you perform better. So if I don't want to be a competitive athlete, then why would I need to do intensity? Yeah. Well, let's talk about this. So we know that metabolically that's going to improve your overall health just with the insulin sensitivity. Let's even talk about weight loss. Of course, if you have some, some weight to lose, um, working out at higher intensity causes what's called afterburn or EPOC, E-P-O-C. So excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. So Basically, what that means is when you're done exercising, there's a certain time period where your body is still working metabolically. You're still burning calories, like people like to say. So if I were to do a low-intensity, long-duration exercise, I might stop burning or stop the improvements of exercise stop when I stop exercising. Yeah. But if I exercise at intensity, that happens. They, they think what research is showing maybe up to 36 hours after you would stop exercising if you do it the right way. That's if the right hormones are produced. That's if the right stuff happens to your mitochondria. So again, if you're wanting to lose weight and do it in the most efficient, effective way possible, then high intensity, short duration stuff is, is, is the best. But here's the thing that I, that I like the most about it. And this is something that I'm just learning is just for brain health. Cause I think about, you know, mm. so many people are dealing with Alzheimer's and dementia and just neurological issues and all the kids with autism that, that is happening now, ADHD stuff. And just even for my own children, just wanting them to perform best mentally, there's something called BDNF. So brain derived neurotrophic factor. Basically it's like the human growth hormone for your brain. 
One of the reasons why we start to lose cognitive function when we get older is because we, we're not making ne new neural connections. Our neural connections get destroyed from our diet and not exercising and not thinking and all those things. So our brain, thankfully, is able to make new neural connections. So this BDNF is in what they call a synapse, which is between two neuro, um, neurons or n nerve cells. And that's how we keep our functioning capabilities um, cognitive function capabilities. So if you want to have your best chance at preventing that, but even before then, if you want to be able to think the most clearly, have the best memory, be able to perform the best mentally, um, you need high levels of this brain-derived neurotrophic factor. That is directly correlated to the intensity of your exercise. So you can increase br brain-derived neurotrophic factor by a, a long run, but they're finding, again, as we do more research, if you're exercising at high intensity, even resistance type training, you're gonna build more of it, which is what we want. So just something super practical, like if you're gonna go into some test that you need to be functioning, or if you're gonna go into an interview, Ooh. if you're gonna go into something where you need high levels of, of cognitive capabilities, do something at high intensity for short duration, like 10 burpees, right? Do some push-ups, nice. do 50 air squats, do something that's gonna stimulate that in your brain and you're going to be able to have a better memory short term you're going to be able to be functioning better emotionally all these things can happen that's why can we get to get into all of it <laughs> but some people see pregnant women not um they i can't believe they're doing crossfit i can't believe they would do that again that's got to be bad well the, again that, that's one of the things that happens when you're pregnant is the hippocampus part of your brain the baby pulls from that to make its own nervous system. So that's why women struggle with emotional stuff when they're pregnant. That's why women start to lose their memory. If you've heard of, ever heard of pregnancy brain, that's happening because the baby's pulling that part of the, the stuff from that part of the nervous system. Well, if you're doing high intensity, short duration exercise, CrossFit, high, you know, hit what they call hit training, burst type training, you're going to prevent that as best as you possibly can. So the emotional stuff, the short-term memory stuff that you struggle with when you're pregnant, not going to happen as much if you're producing this BDNF. So brain health is, if you want to have a sharp Love brain, it. this is the way to do it. Love it. All right. We could literally talk about this for days. Honestly, if we're not talking about <laughs> this podcast or, you know, uh, like the two or three other things we do in life were the two of us are talking about working out. <laughs> so literally we could talk about this for days. We're going to cut this off. We got to get rolling inside. Um, my question from Instagram, it is from our uh, longtime listener and good friend, Justin Dean. Okay. <laughs> Did you see this picture? Nope. No, it's, it's gotta be a loaded question though. It's you and it is. <laughs> It's you and me uh, running. I'm ahead of you. And Justin's asking, does Alex usually wear shirts like that? Oh. Pink, pink shirt emoji, unicorn emoji. And my response was, at Justin Dean, more effective than steroids, he claims. <laughs> That's what you said I said the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't think we had any other questions. But I'm going to guess that we might have opened up some more opportunity for questions with this um we're going to dive deeper into more narrow routes that we kind of just opened up there um but yep. anything else you want to add in conclusion here i don't think so i think that gave him a lot to think about and um again the whole purpose of it is is not to 
um, build CrossFit up or tear any other sort of exercise down. It's we want you to exercise mm-hmm. and we want you to move. And this is how we have been able to stay in that. So that's why we wanted to share that with you. Yeah. All right. Here's the real question. What is our uh, finishing place today? First place. First place. We'll find out. I'm going to make another video. We have a secret weapon, though, that we could probably do nothing would get first place. So if we don't, I'm going to be mad. This is a three-person competition. And what Alex is referring to is that third person that is not the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to make it. We're, I'm going to film some more stuff today. Look out for that. Um, but that'll be it. Hey, guys. Nina, did you get a new Jeep? I love it. Nice. That's it for today. Thanks for joining in. Peace out. See you next time.